Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Oh, what's going on, everybody? Divisional round of the playoffs. Let's go. We got a nice game going on here. 16-16, Bengals and Titans tied early going in the fourth quarter. Very good stuff over here. The big man live from Magic City, according to my sources. (laughs) I like it. Over there in Rise Up Territory in Atlanta. What's going on there, big man? What's happening, man? How are things with you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Things are fine. Things are very good. We've got some controversy right now, too. What do you think about the interception that set up the game-tying touchdown drive for the Titans? Safety Amani Hooker. He caught the ball. Looked like it touched the ground. You could make an argument that maybe it shouldn't have stood as an interception. I think it was the right call, even though I think you could have argued it either way. Yeah. Uh... It's hard to overturn those. Like, I hit the ground to me. Yeah, but I'm not the referee. So, yeah, there you it have definitely it. touched you know the I mean? ground. It, it, but... it, it touched the ground, and normally, I think on the turnover, then you got to be sure, sure. So if it hits yeah. the ground, I would, I would err uh, in the favor of the team that that has the ball. Yeah, yeah. That's just me it... personally, but I'm a logical person. That rule has changed quite a bit because not that long ago, if it touched the ground, that's incomplete, no doubt about it. But now they look at it, well, did the ground help the player catch the ball or did they control it the whole time? And you certainly can make an argument he did control it the whole time. Interception stood, Titans with a touchdown drive, and that's how we're knotted up at 16 apiece. And just a, uh, a sack by the Titans defense on third and short and the Bengals had to punt right there. So you're seeing that leaky offensive line. I'll tell you what. You hate kickers that can't kick the ball through the uprights, big man. I would venture to guess you hate leaky lines also. I, I am not a fan of the leaky line. I am, I am not. Um, this is playoff football. So you got to come like pre-snap penalties, holdings, and 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 not protecting as an offensive line during the playoffs. That's when you need to be your best. And we've seen games won and lost by the play of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. That's just flat out. Look at you know the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Look at all the penalties that they had up front. And you don't. You need to be your best self during the playoffs. And 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 if you're not, then you're. You know, it's an uphill battle for your team, especially offensively. Yeah, and right now, the Bengals, they've given up seven sacks for 51 yards in this game. That That's the difference right now. The Titans have only given up one sack for seven yards. So that is a, a huge difference here. 
And I believe it was third and three just a second ago when Joe Burrow got sacked, took a big loss, not even in field goal range. You got to punt the football. Those are drive killers right there. So you're seeing that Swiss cheese Bengals offensive line. They were 30th this year in pass block win rate. And that's the difference so far tonight. They're winning the turnover battle, yet the tie is sco- the uh, score is tied because uh, the Bengals offensive line is not getting it done, big man. Not getting it done over there. No, you got to be able to protect the quarterback. That's the, that's the number one rule for an offensive lineman. You By the way, what be do you able think? to protect the quarterback, and they've given up seven sacks already. Yeah, not good. What do you think about King Henry? So far, 17 rushes, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Looking pretty good. He's picked up some chunks. I, he does. I, I, the, the, the dangerous part, whenever you're going against him, is this right here, the fourth quarter. That's the problem because he's getting revved up, and he's done a lot of damage prior to him being hurt in the years before in the second half of, ba- of football games. Like third, in the third, fourth quarter, safeties don't want to come up and tackle him. Linebackers don't want to keep filling that hole like that. And he ends up just churning up. How many times in overtime has he just completely taken over a game or in the yeah. fourth quarter just completely taken over a game? Yeah, people wear down. And the longer you're out there trying to tackle him and, and on those tree trunk legs, this man is my size. Yeah. Okay? And for a nice anyone, little... I was just going to say, nice little one-two punch with Deontay Foreman. He's had some nice carries tonight, too. Oh, well, yeah. they—they they, the I, I, I would say, and I don't want to go as far as say the best thing that, could, that happened to them was him getting injured. For him, personally, yes, because he that wear and tear on his body that was, that was about to go overboard this year. It's going to help him in future years. But what it did for Tennessee, they were the number one seed. It made them have to find some way, some way or uh, someone else to to carry that load, and they did. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is Deontay Foreman is a big dude, and he looks a little more like mini-me compared to Derrick Henry. You know, like <laughs> when they turned and handed off to number seven, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not Derrick Henry. He's not this huge, bulking dude like – Deontay Foreman is put together well, and that's not quite Thunder and Lightning, but like Thunder and Thunder Junior, I guess, is what they have going on there. Yeah, it, it, it's not Thunder and Lightning. It's uh, uh, Thunder and Thunder Junior, I guess that works. You know, yeah. it's, but I'll, I'll tell you this. If Tennessee's able to control the ball this fourth quarter and run him until they can't run him anymore, then Tennessee's in trouble. I well, mean, excuse me, then uh, Cincinnati's in trouble. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You could see this game really turn. It wasn't that long ago. Bengals are up by 10 points. And they now, were, right now, heck, nice full control completion. of the game. Yep. Yep. And uh, Bengals turn it over, right? Get that one fluke tip. And uh, now the Titans, they're on the plus side of midfield. They're in Bengals territory with the score tied. What do you think about Tannehill here? It's mixed bag, right? Like, first play of the game, a pick on a play-action pass. There was the fluke interception. Uh, Just a great play by Mike Hilton. That was insane to tip the ball at the line of scrimmage and pick it off. I'd give him more credit than uh, blame of Tannehill. But a mixed bag. He's throwing a couple of deep balls to A.J. Brown. Beautiful touchdown throw to A.J. What do you think about Air Tannehill tonight? Well, he's playing within himself. And that's all you can ask. You don't want him to try to do too much. Um, the tur- turnovers obviously are hurting him, but he's ten for uh, twelve for twenty right now, almost two hundred yards. 
I mean, this is the Derrick Henry time. This is when yeah. this is when he takes over, and this is what they need to transpire for them to have a chance. Period. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. AJ Brown. When we're talking about some of the best receivers in football, I think he's sort of like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. AJ Brown. You could. AJ Brown has got to be on the short list of the well, best receivers in football. I just well, don't he's think a grown he gets to shine. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He's a grown man. I mean, because they're a running team. So the focus is normally on Derrick Henry, what he's doing, how he's leading the team. But, uh, you know, he's been an intricate part. A.J. Brown's been an intricate part of of their success, and he's having a phenomenal game tonight. And, you know, Julio Jones is is showing up and and, and being available, which is the biggest thing for Julio this whole season, is just being available. But A.J. Brown has five for 142. He's a man out there. Yeah. Okay, now we get a decision time here. So it was third and one. The Titans tried to run it with Tannehill. Bengals were all over it. So it's fourth and one from the Bengals. We'll call it their 35-yard line. You going for a long field goal or are you trying to gain this first down here? Uh, I would I would take the points. You would? Yeah, We're talking I would maybe about a 53-yarder. Well, you made a mistake on third down when you gave you gave you let Tannehill run the ball. Mm-hmm. Like those type of mistakes can come back to haunt you. What you do is hand the ball off to the biggest running back in the National Football League. Oh, and that's what they do. And he is stuffed, big man. Bengals hold. And that's Cincy the problem. Ball. Right. Woo. Two shots at one yard with Derrick Henry. Mm. Mm, Don't mm, get cute. Mm. Don't try to read option or or zone read. Hand the ball off, especially if you know you're going for it on fourth down as well. Wow. Hootay rising up right there. It's a huge stop by them. Man, third and one, and the Titans get stuffed two plays in a row. And now all of a sudden the Bengals are in business. This game has been wild with the swings. It's crazy. But it's good football. It's good playoff football. It is good playoff football. Okay, what does the Salam crystal ball tell you here from here on out? We've got, let's see, 7-14 to work with. Bengals ball at about their own 39-yard line, right around there. Hmm. Cincinnati is dangerous. (laughs) Because they're young enough to not know how big this moment is. We saw it last week. Smoking Joe in his press conference during the week, they were asking him about the drought <laughs> and, and all of these things. And he was like, yeah, I really don't know anything about that because mm-hmm. this is the way it's going to be from here on out. Yeah. That's I love their that mentality. Answer, yeah. It's the perfect answer. He shoots up to the top of my favorite quarterback because he was very nonchalant. He had no emotion in his face when he said it. And and so he's he's letting people know, look here. We're not worried about what happened 30. We weren't even alive. Mm-hmm. We had nothing to do with that. This is our team, and this is the direction we're going to go in from here on out. And I love that. I did, too. He I said it's the that. new standard. This is the baseline. I'm paraphrasing, but he's like winning a playoff game. That's to be expected every year. So I'm not going to be doing somersaults and running shirtless in the streets because we won a wild card game. I love that answer, and he's right. Talking about the drought, the Bengals 0-7 
all time on the road in the playoffs. That's the worst of all time. And to make it even worse, 0-10 as an underdog in the playoffs. That's the worst in the Super Bowl era. So that's the history of the Bengals. But like you're pointing out, Joe Burrow saying, what do Boomer Esiason and Andy Dalton have to do with us? Right? Like, this is a new era of Who Day football. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. All right. We got drama. Or as the big man would say, we got action. Just over seven minutes to go. Tie ball game. So we'll be with you for this entirety. And we'll get you all set for the Saturday night game as well. Injury issues. A lot to discuss as far as that goes We'll hit on that coming up. I'm Brian No, He's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Mike check. Hey, Mike check. Hey, Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live wherever get your podcast from there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum and how you get the most out of select can't miss events with access to the centurion lounge resi priority notified and amex card member benefits at select events You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian No. He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, so the commercial breaks, they're not that long here at Fox Sports Radio. You know, we're talking a matter of minutes. And since the last time we were talking to everybody, big man, Two more sacks given up by the Cincinnati Bengals, and their drive stalled. And look, and I'm going to say this. Watching those, you have to build in faster routes. Yeah. You can't sit back there and hold the ball, especially if your offensive line is being assaulted, basically. You have to be able to call things. He's, He's patting the ball two, three times. 
And you just can't do that, not when you're facing a heavy rush like this. So some of the onus of this goes on the the OC and the head coach because they have to be able to look at the game and be like, okay, we need to make an adjustment. And, I, and that's what they're not doing. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point. Yeah, everybody was watching the game, and I'm getting messages uh, from friends and all that talking about the offensive line and this and that. As I'm watching this, you have to be able to help the situation, help the guys up front, and that all comes from play calling. You can't call routes that are 15, 20 yards down the field. No one is open and and expect to just stand back there. It's not like you have a mobile quarterback who can just take off and go. You have to be able to call a game – uh, within the, the confines of what's happening on the field at the time. Uh, and they're not making the that adjustment. Yeah, yeah. if you're not able to protect on those slower developing routes, I want to see more of a Steelers offense. I want to see these Big Ben quick passes. It's better than taking sacks all day. They've, they've given up nine sacks. And you look at that last drive, first down, Joe Burrow gets sacked. It's second and 17. They ended up picking a first down up. On that series of downs. But then it's third and eight, another sack, you know? So you got to see some quicker developing plays instead of just the, the long developing ones. I can understand there's a little bit more grace I'll give you on third and eight if you need a little bit of time to let your receivers get downfield. But first and 10, you should not be taking a sack to no, set up second and no, 17. No, it, it should be an immediate uh, button hook with the tight end, uh, slant an out, a comeback, or a check down to the running back. That's it. Yeah. You go, The purpose of the play should not to be get, to gain five or, or ten yards. It should gain five yards. A quick five yards, get up to the line, it's, it's second and five, now your whole playbook is open. That's how you do that. Dropping back, trying to get chunk plays on first down, this late in the game is, is the wrong approach. Yeah, and that's one of the – the areas of growth for Joe Burrow, a couple of these sacks, you can get outside the tackle box, just throw it away, you know, save all that yardage right there. And I also, sometimes Joe Burrow, he's a good athlete. He can move around just fine. But sometimes it's like he turns into the iron deer, like you were talking about with Phillip Rivers. Like he just has a hard time sometimes getting away from pressure it's like yes he doesn't feel it very well I think that will come in time where I think he'll feel the rush a lot better going forward well yeah remember this is a year and a half of him actually playing football he missed half the year last year with the with the knee injury and those things come those are some of the hardest things to come which is ironic because the more athletic quarterbacks you try to instill them to be patient yeah. and not just take off and right. the in the pocket quarterbacks you're like hey you have to be able to have it's called pocket presence right and some of the greatest quarterbacks who have pocket presence aren't the real mobile ones Tom Brady uh, Peyton Manning, all of these guys had uh, Drew Brees. They had tremendous pocket presence where they're constantly moving in the pocket, but they're not you know, moving the ball down the field past the line of scrimmage. That comes with time because a sense of calmness when the pressure, when the when the rush and the pressure is getting to you, right. those things just don't happen overnight, especially for young quarterbacks. Yeah, it's super dated now, but I remember for years when the Steelers they had that great three four defense. And they had Joey Porter and a guy named Clark Hagens just screaming off the edges. And Brady would take this little step forward. And those guys would just run right around them. That's it. He did a great job with that. 
Peyton Manning was the best at that. I mean, Peyton Manning, he trying to run for a first down, even when he was young, looked like somebody was, you know, <laughs> looked like they tied his legs together with string and sent him off to run. But that, that, those are the things, those are the, the tools you pick up as you get older uh, at the quarterback position because now everything slows down for you. So that rush that right now looks like it's going 100 miles an hour, now it's at 50 miles an hour. And you know, okay, if I move here, boom, I can go. The young quarterbacks who came in into the league and had a great awareness, like Dak Prescott was good at that, right? Um, you have uh, uh, Russell Westbrook, uh, I mean, Russell Wilson, who was, mm-hmm. was, was good at that. I got Westbrook on my brain because I got so much – so much anger. I know, like he hits the top of the backboard. So and, so know. much anger. I can't even. <laughs> We're not even on basketball yet. I can't wait. I, I can't. I can't deal with it, man. It's driving me crazy. You just want this playoff game to end so we can talk about Westbrook and the Lakers before the Saturday night game begins. That's it. I, I just want to yeah. have some time. I want I some time. You. I don't need. I, I don't need overtime. <laughs> I, need, I want some time to speak my mind. Yeah, interesting chess match going on right now. So. The Titans have third and five from their own 40. And, oh, it's intercepted. It's picked off. Oh, you're so, man. You're so far ahead of me. Am I really? You're so far ahead of me because <laughs> I don't have a TV in, in, in the studio I'm in, in Atlanta, so I'm watching it on my NFL app. Yeah. And it's – I'll tell you where it is right now. It's second and ten. The Tennessee Titans have, the, oh, have the ball. Oh, man. I was about to say, is it the fourth quarter yet on no, the NFL app there? You're, you're killing me, Small. You're two <laughs> plays ahead of me. I'm sorry about that. But, yeah, third and five. So the chess match was the Titans had a couple of timeouts. They still do. And they're like, they're not going at light speed. Just in case they didn't pick up the first down, they didn't want the Bengals to have a ton of time to work with. It turns out there's a tipped ball. Logan Wilson picks it off. Bengals... They're just outside. They're in their own territory at their own 47 with 20 seconds to go. And, oh, man, I don't know if I should say anything here, big man. It's going to – how much longer are we talking? Like uh, five minutes until you see here? Go ahead and say it. Yeah, we, they say haven't it. even picked the ball off yet. Oh, man, Jamar Chase, nice little out route. They're in field goal range already at the Titans 35. They're in I business. Hate you. Stop talking about it. <laughs> Stop. I don't need that from you. Tip ball, interception. That's just happened right now for me. Uh, yeah, man. Wow, keep, it happened if, just that quickly. Keep your jubilation to yourself Yeah. until after we talk to our man. There's no jubilation here because uh, my Oh, you put some shit. Oh, what did we get? Yeah. What did you do? Took the Titans in the confidence playoff oh, pool here, you know? On. It's a big turnover right there. What are they doing? Come on, man. You should have let me pick your stuff for you, man. Oh, since oh I, really? Since, That's what I, I got to hit you I up? Am, since I am the winner of our season-long big three. <sighs> and let me address something right now. Okay. I got some flack over on Twitter for, yeah. for taking my payment from you. R- why? And people were like... Oh my God! You know you played in the league so long. Oh, you that's obvi- weird. Oh, oh, this, no. this, 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 you a obviously bet. have 
You obviously yeah. wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get it out. You okay. obviously have means and money, and how uh-huh. dare you take money from your co-host? These were not my burner accounts, by the way. So, I, I, <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> I got, I got uh, Iowa Sam looking into it, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and all I wrote back was, "You must be new to the show. <laughs> Catch up. Uh-huh. That's it. That's that, it. That, that's all I wrote. Because if they were." privy to our show for the years we've been doing it together they would have realized that you mm-hmm. picked what the wager and the bet would be about not me uh, yeah what's your it's a meeting of the minds no, right no, no, there no, you know? no and i told you i said what do you willing to do and i also said i usually bet a dollar for bragging rights and all that but i wanted what do you want and you were yeah. like a thousand American dollars. And I was uh-huh. like, done. Yeah. And then I said, and a candy bar, which I still haven't received, by the way. Yeah, uh, I know. It's I've been busy. I'll get no, to No, you it. have Never. not been that busy. I've been very busy. Busy man. I, yes. <laughs> you yeah, gonna hold that? You gonna hold that candy bar hostage? Yo, <laughs> Ephraim, his bookies usually are tracking the money down, not candies. Right, so. right, not the candy bars, right? <laughs> Do I have to send some people out there to to South Bend? No, 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 no. You don't have to break arms or legs or anything I mean, I, like I can that. Send, I can send some guys out now. <laughs> That's fine. I'll make it happen. You know me. I pay my debts. But yeah, I find that interesting that you got some brush back on Twitter right there. I'll tell you this. Even if you were like, hey, listen, B, don't even worry about it. It's all good. You don't know me. I still, I wouldn't allow that. I would still pay you like a bet's a bet. You're taking this cash. I don't want to hear anything more. Yeah, I would never, ever win a bet and be like, you know what? Never mind. No, no. because it's bigger than that for me, especially no. if I let the person determine what the bet was going to be. Yeah. You could have said $50. I'd have been like, cool. Whatever you said. I was going to go for it. Now, if you would have said ten grand, I would have been like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. But that's just me. Well, a good thing I didn't say that right there. Well, you know? I, I mean, look, we all make our own choices now. I, you know, I, can't, I, I, I can't tell you what's a good oh. bet and what's a bad bet. But what I can tell you is yeah, the best bet you can possibly make. There it is. In your life would be to bet on a teammate who brought something to the table no other player or teammate brought to the table. And I'm talking about a guy who's cash money, right? Whether it be in Vegas, whether it be in L.A., wherever he is, that's our very own Stephen C.M. DeSager. And gentlemen, the Titans are out. Final mm. play of the game. The Bengals rookie has just kicked a 52-yard field goal, and the final score is 19-16. Hasn't happened over here yet, but go ahead. Cincinnati. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate you. It's a Cincinnati team that was 10-7 and in the regular season, and they're going to the AFC Championship game next weekend. Tennessee went 12-5, and had the home field top seed in the AFC playoffs, for the first time since 2008. And as top seed, they are out. Tennessee season over because the rookie from Florida, a fifth-round selection, goes four for four on field goals. Remember, late first half, he hit a 54-yarder. And here on the final play of the second half, a 52-yard field goal, 19-16 the final. My goodness. Derrick Henry did return. He wound up with 20 carries, just 62 yards, one touchdown. Ryan Tannehill 
Thielen defeat, one touchdown pass, three interceptions, and A.J. Brown was targeted nine times. He, of the Titans, on only five catches, had 142 yards receiving and a score. But the Titans are out. The Bengals advance. Joe Burrow, despite one controversial interception, did throw for 348 yards in victory, 28 of 37. Bengals win, Titans are out, and we've still got another game to go. Kickoff in about 45 minutes on Fox TV, about 10 degrees in Green Bay for tonight's game. The Packers, undefeated at home this year, 8-0, will be hosting San Francisco. Two more games coming up in the NFL tomorrow. There are just three NBA games tonight. Sacramento out to an end-of-first-quarter lead at Milwaukee, 35-27. I don't know if you saw the flagrant foul at Milwaukee last night by Grayson oh, yes. Allen, but... That they got to kick that dude out the league, man. Yeah, Seriously. really, when, Donovan didn't like it, Steve DeSager. When's that going to happen? They got to kick him out the league, man. It, it started in college. Remember what he Absolutely. was doing in college? At Duke, yes. He Bull- got suspended in college. The flagrant foul last night on Bulls guard Alex Caruso is now going to cost Caruso six to eight weeks. He's going to need wrist surgery. Bro, that's he was just crazy, injured man. last night. College basketball number two Auburn beat 12th ranked Kentucky 80 to 71. Back to you. Good stuff, Steve DeSager. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam. As DeSager mentioned, first off, the Bengals get the playoff win. Big interception late. It was a tipped ball. Tannehill's third pick of the game. And then the Bengals pick up enough yardage. Nice little out pattern by Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. They get in field goal range. And how about Evan McPherson? Huh, the rook. Remember when he's missing all those kicks against the Packers? That overtime game where Mason Crosby and Evan McPherson are like, I'm going to miss. And I'm going to miss too. And I'm going to miss worse. And I'm a, what? You think you can w- miss worse than me? I'm going to miss worse than you. They couldn't make any kicks. And all of a sudden, McPherson has been nails lately. He's kicking all these 50 plus yarders for the Bengals. Yeah, th- this is this was a huge game for them to go on the road. Like I told you, what did I say? I said at the beginning of the fourth quarter, they're too young to know how big of a deal this is. Ignorance man. is bliss, man. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. When you when you are filling yourself and you're young, you have youth on your side. Their whole their core offense, their core D everybody's young, they're in their twenties. It's a bunch of kids. Their coach look like he's in their tw- in his twenties. It's a bunch <laughs> of kids out there who don't care about what the past and what history has said about them. They can care less. And they're proving that right now with the with the way they're playing. It's unbelievable. I love it. I'm all, I'm here for it. Yeah. So a couple of streaks are over for Hooday. We just mentioned this a little bit ago, but before this win tonight, the Bengals were zero and seven as a road playoff team. That's the worst all time. They were zero and ten as an underdog in the playoffs. And so both streaks are done with this one single win. And how about that? The Bengals were 25-1 to 1 long shots to win the AFC North, and they're going to the AFC Championship game. Like, Not only did they win their division, they're in the AFC title game already. Did you put some coins on that? No, I didn't. I wish I would have. Rookie kicker, rookie time. receiver, second-year quarterback. Yep. They've just changed the whole complexity of Cincinnati – who and what they are. Who they. Yeah. Now, you know, I'll go in a slightly different <laughs> direction here on you, big man, but this is why when you look at these head coaching vacancies, who would have said the Bengals' job in 2019 
was better than the the Denver job. That's when Vic Fangio got hired by Denver. That's when Zach Taylor got hired by the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Zach Taylor was 6-25-1 in his first two years. He was on the hot seat. He was an inch away from being fired, right? And they yeah. stick with him. Joe Burrow is the real deal. Oh, the real, made 100% some true the draft real picks. deal. Yeah, and look at them now. No one would say that Denver is a better job than Cincinnati right now. No, they can and look turn what around they that did. quickly. We talked about it uh, in the weeks leading up to this game. What they decided to do in this year's draft when they went with Jamar Chase was huge. Yeah. Back in at running back. They chose. To, run to the right for Nixon. Cut back to the left. He's at the 10. Toward the pylon at the 5. High stepping into the end zone. All right. There's some Joe Mixon for you right there in the Bengals radio network. Were you playing highlights over there? Big man was. <laughs> Big man's on the ones and twos. He's, he's uh, at Magic City at the club and playing audio at the same time over there. I un- like that. Unidentified audio. <laughs> <laughs> got unidentified audio objects over there in Atlanta here today. But yeah, that was such a quick turnaround for the Bengals under Joe Burrow. And it makes me think. With these head coaching vacancies right now, a lot of people think Jacksonville is a stinky job. They haven't had any history. Oh, the ownership, it's so hard to win with bad ownership. What is Mike Brown like the gold standard of good ownership right there? No, it's mm-hmm. you get a good quarterback, yep. you get a franchise quarterback like the Bengals have in Joe Burrow, make some other and, shrewd and moves, you and they're right there. have to help him. Yes, they which went, they've what done. I was saying before the highlights jumped in, uh, we they they drafted his college teammate who opted out of 2020. That's right. So they hadn't played together in in over a year. He hadn't even played college football, and they chose him, and he is the difference maker. Those take huge, huge round figures. <laughs> Right, uh huh. You gotta, you gotta be all about it to make a choice like that because you're gonna be held accountable for that choice. And they did it. They went to Joe and they would be like, "What do you think?" And he was like, "Absolutely." And they, and it, it is paying dividend and uh, credit to them. Kudos to them for going to a young quarterback who was in the middle of rehabbing and said, "Hey, what, what do you think about this?" Yeah, and listen, as far as the uh, the Jacksonville thing, time will tell if Trevor Lawrence is as good as Joe Burrow. I think he will be, but we don't know get, that yet. You better get uh, Jim Harbaugh in there. If he is somebody. the real deal, I mean, the number one overall yep. pick, that job hey, can somebody. turn around real fast. And well, also yeah. this, if we just keep it with Huday, they picked up Jamar Chase. He had a great game. Five catches for 109 yards. But you know as well as I do, big man, if – there's not an interception, and the Titans find a way to win this game. What are we talking about? We're talking about the nine sacks that Cincy gave up and how they have to shore up the offensive line. I would just say this. You can't get everything at once. You can't get the offensive line no. and the stud-wide receiver. They went with Jamar Chase. I think that's turned out to be the correct move, and they'll definitely address that offensive line as we go forward here. They will because now they'll be able to lure free agents in because the, the culture is changing. Right, you got to be able to change the culture to get people who want to come and be a part of it. They got, uh, I'm telling you, that young energy in that locker room and the way those guys. Joe Burrow is my favorite uh, post game QB to listen to. Yeah, 
I was for a right? second. I thought you were going to say you like him more than Justin Herbert. And no, I, no, no, my no, ears no, perked no. up. He hasn't right done enough yet for, for for me. Justin Herbert is 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 the truth. Okay, like he's the truth. Like I seriously, mean, Joe Burrow's in the AFC title game right now. You're right. You know? You're you're absolutely right. And I'll tell you this: this young crop of quarterbacks uh, minus Tua. <laughs> oh, that's oh. just a cheap shot right <laughs> yeah, there. That is. That's oh. a cheap shot for you. That's a cheap shot for you. Right? That's a, you, y'all chose two, man. Y'all man, did that it, was you a did sneak it attack, too. Just out of nowhere. You just, I just dropped it in there. Stray. I'm, 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 I'm a specialist when it comes to sniping. We call that snipe right there. Uh, but you look moving forward, you look at this young group of quarterbacks, and I, I consider Patrick Mahomes in that, too, with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and, and, and Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. These guys are the next level. So we had an opportunity, and I had the opportunity to play at a time with the greatest quarterback. I think it was the greatest quarterback era for me, right? Because I got a, l- a little bit of the the Steve Young. I Steve Young had to play against him in mm-hmm. the playoffs, and I, I got, uh, of course, Sammy uh, Baugh. Did you play in the Sammy <laughs> Baugh era? No, <laughs> no. But I played against Warren Moon. I played against uh, Randall Cunningham. Yeah. And then you go into the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Mannings, the Drew Breeses, the yeah. Ben Roethlisberger's. All of these guys moving forward. I mean, that was all of the records are held by that class of quarterback. So yeah. that was probably the greatest uh, class of quarterback. Uh, in time and era of quarterback for in NFL history. When you look at the top three guys in completion, yards, and touchdowns, they all came in and played in the same era. But now. But now we have, and, and excuse me, I left Aaron Rodgers out of it. I put Aaron Rodgers into that category as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but now we're all asking, okay, so what's going to happen to the quarterback play after all of these guys retire? They're aging out. Everybody's getting oh, inducted to the fine. Hall of Fame. Yeah. The NFL will be fine because this young group, yeah, whoo, I mean, throw in Mahomes there too. Mahomes in his yeah, well, mid-20s. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I, 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 he was the first one of the, the young guns that I put in there because oh, he's a yeah. kid. He's a kid as well. Yeah, he just he had is. ultimate success. So people read him as older. No, he's a young buck. There's no doubt about that. All right, coming up next, we got to look at these injury issues. One big name is in, another big name is out. We'll tell you about that. I'm Brian No, he's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. 
Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. So the injury issues, man, a lot of headlines over here for the game tonight. We've got uh, a lot of stuff going on here. So Nick Bosa, he's cleared to play, which is huge for San Francisco. you got to have some pass rush on Aaron Rodgers, especially when San Fran's secondary isn't the greatest. So Nick Bosa is good to go. He cleared concussion protocol. He had 15 and a half sacks for the Niners this year, big man. Also 21 tackles for loss. So his presence is mammoth for the 49ers. And that's big also twofold because Green Bay is getting a lot of guys back healthy. Whitney Merciless and Zadarius Smith, both their linebackers, are off of injured reserve. They're expected to play tonight. And also David Bakhtiari, the offensive lineman, and the corner, Jair Alexander. So the Packers getting a lot of talent back ready for just, this divisional playoff matchup. It's crazy, right? It, it just, everything hit it, it all at once. Um, and And that's... That's in a tribute to the the new rule, right? The 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 rule of of IR. Yes, right. It's so much better because at yes. one time it used to be you go on IR. If you go on IR, done. you're done for the year. Yeah, it made no sense. Like no matter what it is, and 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 most of the times, people there's so limited space on a team that you can have. When you put someone on IR, you had to go out and find a replacement. Now they've made it to where you can move guys on and off IR during the year. It's a three-week minimum uh, for them to get healthy. Uh, you're able to to move and 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 shift with with roster spots. It just made it better. And yeah. this is for Green Bay. This is a prime uh, instance of, of those new rules kicking in and and and, and helping them at the right time. Yeah, it's better for the league overall. You know, it might not be as good for the Niners in this instance when you get all these guys back for the Packers, but it's better for the NFL when you get these big names where it's like, oh man, would you rather see Bakhtiari and Zadarius Smith play? Yeah, of course. Why is it better for the league in general to have big names that are healthy now not be allowed to suit up and play because of an injured reserve technicality? This is a much better way to do it. Now, as far as the game tomorrow between the Rams and Tampa, playoff Lenny is back. Leonard Fournette has been activated on Saturday, so he's good to go for the uh, divisional playoff game against the Rams tomorrow. But to make way on the roster, to make room on the roster, the Bucks have let go of Le'Veon Bell. So Fournette's in, Le'Veon Bell. Thank you for the uh, you know the couple of weeks. Nice touchdown against the Panthers in Week 18, but playoff Lenny time. He's healthy, so you're out of here. Yeah, I, I think um, you know having Leonard Fournette back. I mean, he was a bell cow um, when they brought him in last year, midway through the, the season. Uh, Tom Brady wanted him, mm-hmm. and I didn't think. I don't think they thought that he would be what he turned out to be, right? He was He's their guy. They trust him. 
they need him, they want him, and and not having him in the lineup w- w- was, you know, they, so many other people had to, to to pick up the pieces and getting him back in the playoffs is, is going to be dangerous. Yeah, it's a big uh, deal for, for them. Yeah, that's a huge deal. You look at what Leonard Fournette did last year in the playoffs, 449, 448 yards from scrimmage. This is just in postseason last year. 448 scrimmage yards and four touchdowns. And he earned the nickname Playoff Lenny. Now, I don't remember this. He was also called Lombardi Lenny because <laughs> they won a championship. I don't remember him being called that. Do you? No. I don't no, either. I don't. Like, I don't. <laughs> you got to stick with Playoff Lenny, you know? Lombardi <laughs> Lenny. Uh, I get it, but it just doesn't roll off the tongue the same It doesn't way. roll. It's not nah. rolling. No, No. it just doesn't have the same pizzazz. We'll get to more of the injury issues, uh, especially for the games tomorrow, and a huge change for the NFL. We'll discuss that as well. Man, big man, I just saw a meme. Sometimes these memes crack me up. So it's (laughs) a meme of Ryan Tannehill, and it just says, Ryan Tannehill in the regular season, and it's a pic of him in his Titans uniform. And then it says, Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs. And it's a picture of him in his Dolphins uniform, which is just, come on, man. That's cheap shot right after. I, I mean, you are very familiar with Ryan Tannehill because he yeah. was the starting quarterback for your team, yeah, the Miami Dolphins, for quite some time. Yeah. Long time. Long time. But uh, look, man, it didn't work out in Miami. He resurfaced and had been playing pretty well. For the Titans, all things considered, but he picked a bad time to have a stinker of a game. Three interceptions and the pick on the Titans' final drive to set up the winning field goal for the Bengals. That is, uh, that's a tough pill to swallow right there. And the Titans, number one seed, are one and done in the playoffs. And they are headed home to watch the rest of the postseason. That's rough because they were in the driver's seat to host the winner of the Chiefs-Bills game, but that third pick did them in, and they're done, man, just like that. It's over. The great thing about the NFL and the playoffs is it's not a series. The NBA, you get ups and downs. Guys can miss games, and you still have a chance to come back. Every every round is a seven-game series, right? It, it just feels important Mm -hmm. when you get into the NFL playoffs because no matter what, no one cares who's sick, who's hurt, who's there, who's not. Whoever you have, you got to roll them out there and you got to play for 60 minutes and you got to get it done. Yeah, man. Game seven every time in the NFL playoffs. Yep, every single time. And that's the exciting part of we just watched the game come down to the final seconds. All of the games outside of you know, uh, uh, a couple games. Yeah, the Niners-Cowboys. Uh, right. <laughs> that Bengals game against yeah. the Raiders last week. It was blowout city last weekend. Um, Like those, this is why the ratings are always so high. This is why people love it. It's just exciting. And, and, and you, it's much, you got to watch it live. You can't, because it's over. Mm-hmm. Like Tennessee was the number one seed, had a bye. They're at home. The upstart Cincinnati Bengals, first time in 31 years they win a playoff game, are going to the AFC Championship game. Mm. What? 
I know it. Got to protect the football. Now, here he is, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. He's sounding sad, and I, I understandably so. After a tough loss with the Bengals moving on, here is the Titans head coach. You guys, last year you talked about all the sacks we didn't have, and you guys somehow think that sacks lead to victories. They're great. Talk about how many we had this year, but I like turnovers and interceptions and cause fumbles. So maybe we'll talk. Maybe we had too many sacks this year. I'm disappointed for them, you know, because I think that they all believed, obviously, that we would win the game, that we were just getting started, that this was a was was a second season, that the preparation and everything that we put into it uh, was there. The execution, you know, wasn't, and it's disappointing. But I'll always hurt a lot more for them than I will myself. It's just chosen to do this thing i love the way they fight i embrace the way that they compete and find a way to, to get us in ball games just tonight we were on the, the wrong side of a of a tight game yeah i don't know the first comment about sacks where he's just sort of downplaying it like yeah hey, yeah you guys are talking about the lack of sacks around here and now he had a bunch of them this season nine against the Bengals. that's huge i, I know takeaways can mean more but it's not like nine sacks is insignificant. So I, I don't know what he was really saying right there. You just can't turn the football over as much as the Titans did. They were in the driver's seat. They're at home. Even with the, the turnovers earlier in the game, it's a tie game. And you, you turn it over for a third time with that third interception by Tannehill. That was the difference, man. Those sacks yeah, were big. It's just you can't turn the ball over like that. You cannot. The, the number one rule in playoff football, do not turn the ball over. We have to start looking at it like you look at turnovers in, in basketball. Coaches hate turnovers in basketball because you give the other team extra possessions. And it's so fast. If you have 20 turnovers in a game in basketball, that's an opportunity for a team to score 40 or more points. Right? Yeah. Because you gave them 20 extra possessions. So when you look at it for turnovers in football, you only get on a in a great game. Yeah, like you eight, get about seven or eight possessions. Yeah, if you can get two extra possessions or even an extra possession, you take that. Now the other team is down to six, five or six possessions. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat a team. When you possess the ball less than they do. Right. And think about when those uh, turnovers occur. When Mike Hilton made that crazy play, he tips the ball up at the line of scrimmage and intercepts it. Like you just had a Deontay Foreman run for, I think it was like 45 yards. You're inside the Bengals 10 yard line. That's at the tail end of your drive. And that interception destroyed a Titans chance to put points on the board. Like if you don't have that turnover, I mean, who knows what the situation is late? The Titans might be sitting pretty if they're able to to score a touchdown or even put points on the board that drive. So, yeah, the turnovers were a killer for the Titans today. I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. we got to mention this in passing here, big man, because the NFL is making a big change. Maybe we should call this the Aaron Rodgers rule. So I'm sure you saw that the NFL will no longer be testing unvaccinated players throughout the remainder of the postseason. <laughs> and what's interesting about this, you start reading the fine print. Aaron Rodgers, he had a 90-day testing exemption 
because he tested positive for COVID. And that was set to expire very soon. (laughs) So I don't find this to be just a complete coincidence where the NFL came up with this policy of not testing any unvaccinated players. I'm thinking that they were well aware and maybe put two and two together and thought, man, can you imagine the Packers being in the NFC title game or the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers tests positive? Like, that's that's not do that. I That wouldn't be good. Like, this can't be just a complete coincidence that they have made this change. Of course change. it's not. Come no on chance now. at all. They, right now, the NFL is like, we've gotten everybody through the season. Through a COVID-filled season, we're going to play all these games, so let the chips fall where they may. Yep. Play ball. We got three more weeks of football. Good luck, everybody. (laughs) We'll see you at the bank. (laughs) That's right. And it's funny to me because the NFL released a memo. And this memo, dude, is just like, who in their right mind would believe this? A portion of what they put here, I'll just read it for you word for word. It's a lot of laba laba. This comprehensive comprehensive system-based approach to testing reflects our recent experience with the Omicron variant and conforms to current public health recommendations and best practices employed in healthcare. And, get this, offers the best opportunity for identifying and treating cases promptly and avoiding spread within the facility. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? It offers the best opportunity to get these games in and some of the biggest names to be on the field. Let's just call it what it is. Contradiction much? Yeah, come on, man. Like It offers the best chance of avoiding spread within a facility to not test? Really? Like That doesn't give you the best opportunity. So the NFL knows they can't put what it really is in writing. They can't no, put, they, look. They, they yo, know. we want to see Aaron Rodgers on the field and get these games in. So that's why we're not testing unvaccinated players. That's what's really going on. They're just not putting out that in a memo. No, they can't put that out in the memo. They just want to get through three weeks of football and and and, and address the situation this offseason for next year. Yeah. Which hopefully we'll all be in a better year because, I mean, pretty much everybody on the planet is going to get this variant. So... Oh, man. It is what it is. Uh, the remaining teams left in the league, I'm pretty sure 80 to 90% of all the guys have had it at some point. So, By the way, let's get to some uh, prop bets here before the Saturday night game Ooh, kicks off. Okay. Before that, you know, we're going to let you, you know, find your zen, right, to be uh, all over these prop bets. First, let's go. Uh, let's hear the winning kick by Evan McPherson on the Bengals radio network. Clark Harris will snap it back to Kevin Huber for the win. The snap, the put down, the swing of the right leg. Yeah, baby. It's on its way. Yeah, baby. It is yeah. good. Yeah. Coffin nails. Bam, bam, bam. That is unbelievable. 54 and 52 at the gun. That is unrealism right there. And the Bengals advance to the final four AFC championship game, Dan. Hey, a little shades of Morton Anderson right there. Bam, bam, bam. (laughs) That's clutch kicking, though, man. When you hit a couple of 50-plus yarders like that, props to Evan McPherson. I love kickers, man. Yeah, think think about their rookie draft (laughs) class, big man, right? Like, you love the kickers who put the ball through the uprights. Yeah, they drafted him in the fifth round. 
Yeah. So that's Jamar a big, that's Chase. A big deal. Chase will probably be offensive rookie of the year. You got Evan, Evan McPherson kicking 50-plus yarders against the Titans to get to the AFC Championship game. But that's a lot of young talent. T. Higgins doing his thing. Joe Burrow doing his thing. Their whole core team is under 25 years old. <laughs> that's crazy. They're going to be a problem, especially in that division, for quite some time. And I do want to say, when I was talking about last hour, when I was talking about the young guns taking this league to the next level, I did forget Lamar Jackson, who has won an MVP already Mm -hmm. uh, in his second year. And he is definitely part of that group of young, strong uh, uh, MVP contenders for the NFL. Okay, I've got two prop bet questions for you right here. Now, look, wouldn't now, once again, this is the second week, mm-hmm. and we could have been putting candy bars on these prop bets. I know. But and I would have won failed, last week, too, right? But you didn't, you, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You I threw failed. It up, I threw it out there where I said Gronk and Mike Evans combined yeah, for that. at least 125 receiving yards. I was there. Yep, I'd be were. up in the candy bar uh, but, running right now. Huh. You're but not. No, but no. Okay, so this is just for fun. Your boy, Jimmy G. Passing yards, the prop bet is set at 224 and a half. What do you think here? 224 and a half. Mm hmm. Yeah, I take that. Taking the over. Mm hmm. I'll take the over on that. Jimmy G comes through. Okay. Yep. How about this? Debo Samuel. I love him. He's a bowling ball on wheels right there. So his rushing prop bet is 39 and a half. Oh, I'm going over on that. That's easy. It's a leaky rush defense for the Packers, but Debo gets to at least 40? Oh, I'm definitely going over. Okay. How about receiving yards for Debo? 52 and a half. I'll take take that. You'll take the over also? I'll take the under on that. You take the under on it. Okay. Under on the receiving yards, but you love them. Running the football. For more than 39, more than 40 yards? Of course. Yeah, okay. You're going big on that one. I like it. All right, coming up next, a player goes to bat for his former teammate in a major way. I'm Brian No. He's from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. All right, the Packers on the move so far. First drive, they're in the red zone. And uh, Aaron Rodgers hooking up with Devontae Adams a number of times, at least three times on this initial drive. So you're probably going to get a a big dose of Devontae Adams, I would expect, tonight. Three catches for 35 yards already. And, uh, man, you're seeing, really, you're seeing what the Packers are doing? It's what the Bengals should have done last game. A lot of quick-hitting passes. 
So you made that point. If the Bengals can't protect Joe Burrow, go to a lot more quicker stuff. That's exactly what the Packers are doing right now against Nick Bosa. Well, yeah, and they're, you know, the best receiver in the game in, in Devontae Adams. Whenever they bring bring pressure, Aaron Rodgers is going to find him because he knows he's singled up. And that's the formula. If they're bringing pressure, we're going to Devontae Adams, and there's nothing you guys can do about it if you're going to try to cover him with one person. We got quick slants. We got him running comebacks. Got him over the middle. Mm. Those are the types of things uh, that the Bengals have to start doing with with Jamar Chase. I know he's a dynamic down the field threat, but you got to start putting him in the slide and 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 being able to really get the ball in his hands without sitting back there and five and seven step drops. It's imperative for them moving forward because they won't be able to survive an NF, uh, excuse me, AFC Championship game, giving up nine sacks. Just not gonna happen. AJ Dillon right up the middle for a touchdown. Packers they draw first blood. Packers going up seven nothing, pending the extra point here with Mason Crosby. But yeah, it hasn't great happened for drive. me yet. But I uh, hope oh, they hiked the ball, <laughs> gave it to Dillon. Uh, he's at the two, the three touchdown. Got it. <laughs> Just straight downhill. I'll tell you what, man. I'll stand corrected because I was one of the many people that said, hey, what are you doing not only drafting Jordan Love, which I still stand by, but also drafting A.J. Dillon? You have Aaron Jones. Like, why? Hey, man, A.J. Dillon has served an important role, especially Aaron Jones being banged up for a number of weeks during the season. And A.J. Dillon, he gives him a legit one-two combo right there. So I'll take that one. I'll walk that one back in terms of, hey, what are you doing drafting A.J. Dillon in the second round? He's been an impactful player for the Packers. Well, I, I don't I don't have a problem with that one. The Jordan Love one really yeah. just blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, the A.J. Dillon one it was, it was fine with me because, as we know, this league is a two-back league. If you're if – you, there's very few Derrick Henrys out there, and even Derrick Henry got sidelined – uh, because of injury, so them having someone like like Dylan to come in for for Jones for Aaron Jones, I thought that was brilliant. That's mm-hmm. actually adding value and adding help to Aaron Rodgers in the offense, opposed to using your first round draft pick on the player that's not going to see the field. Right, no like doubt that, about that. To me, is ridiculous. Yeah, and all situations aren't the same, right? Like this isn't when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers and still had Brett Favre. Favre didn't have that much longer left. And you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's going to win a back-to-back MVP. Like, he's at the height of his powers right now. So I think you're completely wasting away the value of that rookie contract for a quarterback like Jordan Love. You're, you're getting no value out of that at all. Makes no, no sense. It, it, that, that was, you know... And that's the thing that, that started all this and that really ruffled Aaron Rodgers' feathers because it was like, wait, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Now, I'll tell you what, the most, I think, underrated unit in the entire NFL this season has been the Packers' offensive line. You look at the talent that they've lost, and they yeah. just keep plugging away. No David Bakhtiari throughout the entire season, And they've also had Elton Jenkins, who's a very, very good offensive lineman. He's missed extended time. Mm -hmm. And you don't see Aaron Rodgers just taking sacks, 
you know, edge rushers in his face constantly. They're able to run the ball effectively, and they're able to protect Aaron Rodgers long enough for him to surgically dice up all these opponents. I'll tell you what, man, that Packers offensive line, with the talent that they have lost and the bodies that just step up, they've done a tremendous job. They're doing a great job, and, you know, I, I love to big up the big guys. They, they've done a, a tremendous job not having Bakhtiari and, and, and Jenkins. Like, those are big pieces that are missing. Those, those pieces mean something. And for them to be able to continue to give Aaron Rodgers the time and have low sack numbers and open up those holes for both of those running backs we just spoke about, and I commend them. You know, I, I commend them in, in, in what they're doing. And, I mean, they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. They're dangerous. It's going to be interesting to see how this thing shakes out in terms of how far Green Bay goes and what Green Bay is going to do next year with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's that's right. And, man, you think about they lost Corey Lindsley. Remember, he went over there to the Chargers, yep. their center. And what the Packers did, they drafted Josh Myers, second rounder out of Ohio State. He's worked out well. And Royce Newman, he's another starter. He's a fourth-round rookie out of Ole Miss. Like, those are two rookies. They just plugged them right in. They'll figure it out. They'll, they'll understand what we do here over in Green Bay. And those players, give them credit. They've played very well, and they've been coached up very well. But we always talk about Rodgers, Devontae Adams. It starts up front. If he doesn't have time, none of that success is happening. No, the games, you know, move forward or go backwards with the offensive line. Offensive and defensive line, the big, uh, the big guys up, up front. Because you can have the best quarterback in the world. If you can't protect him, he's useless. They have the best the running way, back in the world. If you can't open up a hole, he's useless. Yeah, no doubt about that. We've been talking about the Bengals here real fast. So shout out to them. It's the first time they've advanced to the AFC Championship game since 1988. That's a long time ago. No and one also, on that team was alive. No. <laughs> and also... <laughs> I don't know if Zach Taylor, their coach, was alive. Right, he might then. not have been <laughs> so, But uh, also, the guy with the beer beard. Yes, you heard that right. There was a Bengals fan. He had a long beard, and he had six, six beer cans, like, woven into his beard, just all the way around, just six individuals. Like, it started by his ears, and then went all the way down to the middle of his beard. He had a six-pack woven into his beard right there. I thought that was tremendous. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted that out at Danny G Radio. I said that it was genius. I think I could maybe get three white claws in my beard. <laughs> That's hilarious. Have you ever three had a grizzly beard at some point in your life, Ephraim? No. No. no I don't. No. No. Yeah. You know who would look great I've had with a beard grizzly before, beard? but not a grizzly beard. You know, th- this man, who's a friend of America, he would look good with whatever he chose to do with his facial hair. But I would say no. that if you had a big Duck <laughs> Dynasty beard, the no. great Steve DeSager would look dashing. Yeah, likely not. No? Mm, no, likely not. No. I would look as good as the uh, Bengals offense did for most of the day, quite frankly. But guess what? The team that had one touchdown in 12 drives is going to the AFC Championship game. Rookie kicker Evan McPherson, 4 for 4 on field goals. He hits the game winner on the final play from 52 yards out. Cincinnati eliminates the top-seeded Titans at Tennessee, 19-16. to McPherson, remember, a rookie, also late first half, kicked a 54-yarder in defeat. Ryan Tannehill, one touchdown, three interceptions. He threw 
through one on his first play, led to a field goal, and on his last play, led to a field goal. Meanwhile, they're underway at top seed in the NFC, Green Bay. It's Packers 7-0 over San Francisco with 6.45 to go in the first quarter. Packers on the opening drive went 10 plays, 69 yards, and scored about a five-and-a-half minute drive, and Aaron Rodgers was 4-5 passing for 54 yards on that opening drive. A.J. Dillon with the six-yard touchdown run, 7-0, Green Bay at home. They put up a stat on Fox about the poor record of California teams going late season to Green Bay, and the very few points per game that they score over the years. I think it was 13 a game. San Francisco with Mm. quite a challenge. A six seed going into Green Bay to try and win a divisional playoff game. Temperature was under 15 degrees at kickoff. As for the NBA, only three games on the schedule at Milwaukee. Mid-third quarter, the Bucks are leading Sacramento just 75 to 68. Chris Middleton with 20 points. Thunder at Cavs underway and coming up in a half an hour, Pacers at the Phoenix Suns who are 35 and 9 this season. As for Kyle Hoops. 10th ranked Houston has won 79 to 36 over East Carolina. Tennessee beat LSU in a top 25 matchup, 64-50 Vols. Number two Auburn came back to beat 12th ranked Kentucky, 80 to 71. And seventh ranked Kansas was a winner at Kansas State, 78 to 75. USC has just won at Utah, 79-67. Back to you. Thank you, Steve. Brian, no, Andy from Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio. How about that? Zadarius Smith for the Packers. Welcome, welcome back. That's right. Off of IR. First, first third down, he just ran completely over mm. the left guard into a sack. Yeah, Lakin Tomlinson was like, who is this like speeding bullet on the opposite <laughs> end over there? That was a bull rush for a sack. Welcome back, Zadarius Smith. It's a shot in the arm for the Packers defense over there. No doubt about that. Now, yeah, how about this? And, and, and that's that's uh, that's going to be a problem because those guys are fresh. I know they're coming off injury, yeah. but whew, man, fresh legs. Yeah, and it's one of these deals, man. I'm going to be interested to see how well the uh, Packers' rush defense fares. This is going way back to week three. They only gave up 67 yards rushing to the 49ers. You know, so they've slowed them down before. And also, as the regular season went on for the Packers, the third worst in terms of yards per rush given up. They've been pretty leaky, but they've heard that all week leading up to this game against the Niners. And every now and then, you'll see a defense, after hearing this all week long, they look a lot better in a playoff game than they do during the regular season. So we'll see if the Packers can do that tonight with their rush D. Yeah, and they were, uh, you know, Steve was talking about how poorly West Coast teams do this time of year in Green Bay. It's just a, it takes more out of you, man. It's just, it's tough. I've been to Green Bay in January and it is not fun. Mm. It is not fun. What's the coldest you've been on a football field before? Uh, Green Bay. Yeah. It w- Yeah, it was negative. I don't know, the wind chill factor was like negative 13 or something like that. Ugh. And it was just miserable, man. I was like, <laughs> come on, please. What, what did it affect the most? Was it just your first step with an edge rusher? Or what was it? Soon as you step out of the tunnel, it's like it slaps you in your, like your arms. And, you know, we had this thing as offensive linemen. We couldn't uh, wear sleeves or anything. Mm-hmm. So... You just out there in the element. It's just so bad, man. Mm. 
Not fun. It's so bad. Not a great time right there. Now, how about this? Richard Sherman, formerly of the the Niners, right? Cornerback, used to play there for a couple of years. He's going to bat here for Jimmy Garoppolo. So we got a couple of cuts here. This is Sherman on the Richard Sherman podcast. What he thinks should happen for the 49ers and their starting quarterback next season. Here's Sherman. I think he should be the starter Again, people forget that Aaron didn't start his first year. He didn't start his second year. They're so ready to rush him in there, and they're rushing him in there with expectation, and that's the hardest thing to do. You know, it's because everybody's like, oh, look what Josh Allen did. And it's like, oh, Josh Allen's first couple years weren't – he wasn't this Josh Allen. And then it's like, look at Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes had his growing pains as well, and and it's cool that what he's doing. But if you send him in with those expectations, you have nothing but disappointment. Jimmy is winning ball games. Jimmy has a winning record and has won games and got you to the playoffs again. It's l- such a lack of appreciation that it's really sad because the appreciation isn't going to start when Trey starts playing quarterback because you're not even appreciating winning. Some of these fans aren't even appreciating the win. Wow, how about that? So Richard Sherman saying, run it back with Jimmy G next season. Let Trey I, Lance I would do sit that. for another year. I would yeah. do it. I don't think Trey, Trey Lance is, is, is ready to go. I really don't. I think two years in a pro system with practice and preseason and all, I think that'd be a tremendous help for him. I just don't see it happening. I don't. I get the reasons why. It probably won't happen. Yeah. But because we're in this era of if you draft somebody in the first round, like they got to play, right? You go up to get a guy, they got to play, or or you made a mistake. That's why it's going to be interesting with Green Bay. In, in the Aaron Rodgers situation. Mm-hmm. It's just really rare, right? Like, you will yeah. see sometimes Patrick Mahomes, that wasn't that long ago, where he only started one game. Fumble! Oh, man, that's a big turnover. Mercedes Lewis just got the ball punched not, away as they not, were on the move. Not there yet. Not there yet. Just to, Sorry, you'll get there next three, four minutes. It'll sorry. be there. Nice recovery by Trey Greenlaw. I'm going to need you to <laughs> tamper that down, please. Fred Warner. We didn't know, right, with the ankle injury, if he's going to be good to go. He looks great. And the punch out right there. This is I what linebackers you. are we doing. It days. hasn't happened here yet. I, you'll get there. You know, it's foreshadowing. Or a spoiler right You're there. You're making you know? this a terrible experience for me. I just <laughs> want sorry. you to know that, okay? It was a I'm terrible sorry, experience. It's a, you You're know, very selfish. You're very people selfish. People around Brian, America no. and beyond, right? They're listening to what's going on here. We There's got... been times. Oh, the punch out. Oh, that was a good. That was Fred Warner. <laughs> yeah, great play. <laughs> See, that's what I was saying, right? Like, <laughs> there's been times when you've been behind in the studio, and I. That's true. You, but that you know, that's just me. I'm that type of person. I couldn't contain myself there. That no, was just because a huge you just, play. you know, you're that type of, you're just. Packers were on the move. Terrible, man, terrible the, person. The Niners needed that he's big a time. But person. I, I was saying that you go back to Mahomes in his rookie year. He only started one game. He sat almost the entire year. But I mean, he only sat one year and then he was in there, you know? And so I understand maybe you don't want to rush a rookie in right away. But if they sit an entire year, which is mostly what Trey Lance did, he started two games, to sit another year on top of that, man, that's a big ask. And Jimmy G is just okay. Let's get to that, too. Yeah, but is Trey Lance any better, though? Like, you're all right. You're in the divisional round of the playoffs. Like, let's not get confused about what's going on. 
But why are they there? You're, you, but you're here. You're there. Like, so yeah. Jimmy G's been the starting quarterback. So let's not be like, oh, okay, well, you know, we could do better. Is Trey Lance better right now than Jimmy G? Not right this second, no. Will he be better by the time next year starts? He I could don't be think, during re- the season. But you got to remember, this young man has not played a lot of football in his life. Right. So to ask him to play at the level he's at, at the highest level you can be at and, and, mm-hmm. and be a winning quarterback, that is a lot to ask. Having him <sighs> sit another year is not a lot to ask. I don't think it's that much. When you look at this particular situation, if he's over with the Jets and it's like, lead us to the promised land, Trey Lance, you know, without a lot around you, that's different. You've got Debo Samuel. You've got Brandon Ayuk. You've got George Kittle to throw to. You have a real running game. You have Kyle Shanahan, who is the best at scheming up rush offense in the entire NFL. You've got a real defense. I know that's a tough division, but we're not asking you to sling it around and throw it for 350 every game, you know? Yeah, but it's going to be a time where you got to throw for 350. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't the know, games man. where we don't need it, okay, but there are going to be some games where we need it. I'm not even going to tell that, you what just happened. That's the difference. Yeah, I'm not even going to tell you. Please right. don't tell me what just happened. I'm still in oh, the commercial. We got controversy right here. We got controversy. All right. I'm at the 49ers established in 1946 commercial. All right. Now we we got some game action going on. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just on a delay, man. I'm on my iPad. There's no TV in the studio. So. Oh, hey, man. No problem. It was the right call, by the way. Debo Samuel, a rush for five yards. And uh, he fumbled, but they said his, his forward progress was stopped, which it was. So that was the right call right there by the refs. So. Uh, Niners trying to get on the move here. More controversy. I don't know if Ayuk caught the ball and then fumbled it or it was an incompletion. We'll find oh, come out on. That. Sorry. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't be trusted. I cannot Let's be trusted. Let's talk about other stuff. <laughs> so you want to talk about Westbrook and his lack of shooting Good over here? Lord. Yeah. The people listening to this aren't even watching the game. Sure they are. No. Yeah, you might be right. But we got to keep the truck drivers entertained, you know? If they, not, they don't have a TV in front of them, we got to get them the latest. Shout out to all our truck drivers out there, man. We Absolutely. love you, man. My my wife loves you because we got Amazon packages every day. So That's right. Making keep, America work right there. No keep doubt. going. Keep going, gentlemen. We're here for you. No doubt. All right, coming up next. Um, is this guy the most unpopular player as we speak? I'm Brian No, He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Brian Noisy from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. That's appropriate music for the divisional round of the playoffs right there. You know, let's get some double bass going. Let's get some crazy lead guitar going on here. Is that what you used to listen to before game days there, Ephraim? No. No. I got bad information there. Told that's exactly Yeah, somebody lied. <laughs> I had my game day playlist, though. It was pretty aggressive. Oh, really? What are we talking about here? Oh, I had some uh, 
T.I., some Youngbloods, okay. some uh, E-40. I had some... Tupac? Yeah, uh, they had some Pac Tupac pregame. Had some Pac on there. Yeah. You had to have some DMX. DMX. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You down, yeah. we talking. Now we Good talking about right working there. yourself up into a frenzy to run through a wall. You're in a lather over there. Yes, with DMX. that's exactly what it was. No doubt. All right, some defense being played here. Packers got the ball back. They go three and out. So uh, not a whole lot of offense to speak of here. How about your boy Jimmy G? Now, it's just the first quarter. It's early, but 0 for 1 with two sacks. That's it. That's the stat line. So rough sledding here to begin with for the Niners offense. But about to get the ball back. It's tough to play out there. Yeah. it's uh, Still third down with Green Bay for me. But How about this, man? Would you say Aaron Rodgers has surpassed Tom Brady as the most unpopular player in the NFL right now? Oh, yeah, because I think Tom Brady is is he's on the other side of that unpopularity. It's changed I think, quite a bit. I th- yeah. it, it's changed. I think the separation of him and New England has increased his popularity. Yeah. I find myself sometimes cheering for Tom Brady. Yeah. And I hated him at the Patriots. He seemed it was more just a, be, You know what? Because— I just think you get to exactly you get to see more of his personality now. Yeah, something that wasn't allowed. There's only one player allowed at a time in in in, in Green in <laughs> excuse me New England to have a personality, and Grunk took all of that that era out of yeah. the room. So just this Tom Brady with the commercials and the press conferences and the 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 trophy toss on the boat, yeah. like oh, all yeah. of those things, has they've definitely increased his popularity. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Aaron Rodgers, based on a lot of comments he's made this year, I just there's a lot more of a reaction against Brady throughout the I'm sorry, against Rodgers throughout the season. Where it's just like, what is this guy talking about? I haven't gotten the much smugness, of that. Though, to Brady. that yeah. yeah, the smugness and the yeah. I'm smarter than you attitude. Nobody got time yeah. for that. No. This no still one is does. the same person who, who his he's alienated from his whole family. Yeah. By the like, way, how, how does that happen? Everybody? I know. It's, it's telling. I mean, come on. There's got to be something there. How about this stat with Tom Brady? So the man is 44 years old. He's older than all of the opposing coaches left <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC playoff bracket. Wow. How about that? So Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, he's 42. Kyle Shanahan with the Niners, he's also 42. Sean McVay with the Rams is 35. The guy turns 36 on Monday. But just think about that. Sean McVay is about to turn 36 years old as Tom Brady is 44. I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of the NFL where there's a quarterback. We're talking about the divisional round, right? So you're one of four teams alive in your conference where the quarterback is older than all of the other head coaches in your conference champ, in your conference playoff bracket, that's crazy, right? Yeah, there. I don't believe that's ever happened. I don't think it has. Uh, how about this? Also, another crazy stat: if you look at the Chiefs, they've lost to all of the teams that were alive heading into the divisional round of the playoffs. Right? They had lost to the Bengals recently. They got crushed by the Titans, and they had also gotten crushed by the Bills. And yet, the Chiefs are the favorite to come out of the AFC and make it to the Super Bowl. That's pretty strange. And what's weird with the Titans, just a mixed bag for them this season. The Titans were 4-0 and 
against playoff teams still alive heading into this weekend. They had beaten the Chiefs and the Bills. The Titans also beat the Rams and the 49ers. Yet somehow the Titans lost to the Jets and the Texans, and they're one and done losing tonight against the Bengals. That's a crazy year for the Titans. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, But once again, what you do in the regular season doesn't matter. Yeah. None of that matters. Once you get into the the playoffs, all bets are off. The Bengals just showed us today. Like, it really doesn't matter if you limp in. The Giants have done it a couple times. Wildcard teams go on and go on a run and and, and win the Super Bowl. This is why everybody just wants to get to the show. Yeah. Just keep yeah. it to yourself. I haven't gotten there yet. I, I won't. Yeah, I, I will not tell you. But I'll tell you this, and this is not uh, destroying anything. The Niners are having a heck of a time running the football right now. They've got to be able to run it effectively to have a chance in this game. You can't have the entire game on the golden arm of Jimmy G. That's no, you got to be able to run the ball. No, you got to be able to run the ball. Yeah. And going side sideline to sideline is not the proper the proper way to to attack the Green Bay defense. No. Those linebackers are well versed in 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 running to the hash marks and beyond. Yeah, right now the uh Niners running game four rushes, 7 yards is what we're looking at right here. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I mean, Jimmy G is throwing the ball and putting it where it needs to be. The receivers aren't catching it. Have Brandon you seen Ayuk that on the play? last drive. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's wide open. That's exactly what you want. I mean George Kittle over the middle. This is exactly it's, it's perfect. That's it has yeah. nothing to do with Jimmy G. Nothing. No. No, it doesn't. So But you want some balance over there. You know the You bread do and want butter. some balance, but yeah. it'll it'll that's what they'll be saying. They'll be, Oh, Jimmy G. Well Yeah. Look around. All right. Coming up next, which team has the injury edge? All right, big man. We got some defenses flexing their muscles early on here. Packers with a 7 nothing lead. But that Niners defense has looked a lot better lately here. They gave up that first touchdown on the initial drive by the Packers, but they've settled down here. A couple of sacks. Fred Warner's flying around. Not bad. They just got to get this offense cranked up. We'll see if that running game can get on track for San Francisco and if Jimmy G's receivers can actually catch the football. That'd be helpful. Yeah, and and the brunt of this is going to go down on Jimmy G if these stats continue to look like this, but he's placing the ball under pressure exactly where it needs to be. And the skill positions, they got to make plays, man. This is cold out there, and yeah, they're not used to it, but the ball shouldn't be bouncing off your hands. It's twice in the same drive, and and once in the drive before. That's two drives that were stalled because passes weren't caught. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. By the way, got a couple of tweets here. These also are not from my burner account. I bet they are. No, they are. It says, Brian, you are right. I am watching the game, and I am listening to your show. Hashtag multitasking. I love that. How about that? that? I love that. And here's one from Joe. Shout out to Joe. He says, I'm listening to FSR while watching the game. Would rather listen to your show while viewing. Definitely the way to go. How about that? That I'm so glad I bring the the, the listeners in, man. I I just... You know, I'm so glad that, uh, you know, the people have spoken. So Joe and others, they're like, we need your reaction to these plays over here, you know, and as close to real time as possible. 
Yeah, I need you to. I need someone to come collect your burner account. Can you send your? Is your mom upstairs? Is she making meatloaf upstairs? Can you? Can settle you, down. Can, settle down. <laughs> settle down. All right. So the injury issues for the game tomorrow between the Rams and Tampa Bay. I want to know which team you think has the injury edge. Okay. So if you look at the Rams, they're without their left tackle Andrew Whitworth. That's a big deal. He's got a knee injury. The Rams are also without both of their starting safeties. Taylor Rapp has a concussion, so he's going to miss a second straight game. So those are the injury issues for the Rams. If you look on the other side for Tampa, they do get playoff Lenny back. Leonard Fournette has been activated off of IR. But Tristan Wirfs, their right tackle, he's questionable with that ankle injury. Ryan Jensen, he's also a game-time decision. The center with an ankle injury. So if you break that down, with all that being said, which team do you think has the injury edge? I have the injury edge in terms of is going to suffer more or they overcome the injury. They have um, they have a little bit of an advantage with uh, the other team is uh, maybe got some injuries at at tougher spots than they do. Right, well, like, I, I think the Rams have the advantage in that. Uh, I mean. They've been having problems in their secondary, you know, a lot. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the strength of their defense is the front four, right? So when you have Von Miller and Floyd Mm -hmm. and Aaron Donald coming after you, you Mm -hmm. can make up a lot of holes in the secondary. If Tampa Bay doesn't have the center and the left tackle, they're in trouble. Big time. They're in trouble. Yeah, and we saw Tristan Wirfs. He tried to gut it out last week. He got hurt against the Eagles, and he talked his way back into the game. Yeah, and it was not not good. It was not good. Yeah. He gave up a sack, couldn't move. Yeah, it wasn't good. And, uh, you know, center came back in as well after a horrific neck shot. It it just, if they don't have those guys, they're going to be in trouble because that that front seven of, 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 the Rams, they're coming. Are you calling the upset here? Uh, I'd like to. I'd call the upset. I'm. I'm, I'm going to call yeah. the upset, especially You're if those two Rams? guys don't play. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I could see it happening. It's just it could come down to not just the Rams' defense flexing its muscle, which they very well could with those offensive line issues, the injuries for Tampa. It could come down to can you trust Matthew Stafford to protect the football? against a really good Tampa defense. And minus his offensive lineman, Andrew Whitworth, right? We saw the Super Bowl where JPP and Shaq Barrett, they're eating against the Chiefs offensive line that was banged up. Yeah, you missing one tackle, you can slide to the left tackle, which mm-hmm. most teams do anyway. You can you miss several key oh, offensive yeah. linemen, it's nowhere to you can protect a guy. Yeah. If you're going to put Aaron Donald on a backup center, you can forget about it. Yeah, that's right. it's, it, it, it's nothing that you can do to stop mm. him there. Yeah. So that that's the problem. Like if if your guy, your All Pro center, isn't playing, then you have a major problem going against the best defensive uh, tackle in all of football for the last ever. Okay, that's so a I've re- got that's a real problem. There's no doubt it is. I'm Brian. Though he's he from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. I've got a list of playoff quarterbacks still alive, right? This is 
let's say the final eight teams, right? We know that the Titans have been eliminated by the Bengals. But uh, with the eight teams remaining, I put a list together of the eight playoff quarterbacks. And I want to know where you disagree, if you disagree, with this list here, big man. I'll go rapid fire. Now, the concept is, who do you trust the most? Okay. If you're basically, you're able to pick any of these eight quarterbacks. Like, who are you choosing for your team? If we're on the playground and we're picking teams, who's the quarterback you're choosing? So with that in mind, I put Tannehill number eight. All right? I think you kind of proved me right today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put Tannehill number eight. I'd put Jimmy G ahead of him at seven. I still think Stafford is better than both of those guys. Uh, I mean, he does have a tendency to turn the ball over, but you're talking about one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL. I'd put Stafford at least at six. Now, this is where you get a little dicey. I put Josh Allen of the Bills fifth, which isn't horrible when you look at all the other guys here. I put Burrow fourth. I just trust Burrow a little bit more not to make the erratic decisions that sometimes Josh Allen makes. You okay with this list so far? Oh, okay. I'm I'm f- I'm feeling you a little bit. Okay, all right. All right. You're looking for someone to disagree. Well, I'm not quite sure about the four and five. Okay, would you put Allen ahead of Burrow? I, I would, just off of uh, experience. Okay. Running ability too. He yeah, a lot like he more. He can get himself out of uh, out of trouble. So I I would put Josh Allen four and, and Joe Burrow five. I wouldn't call you crazy. I just every now and then Josh Allen makes a decision where you're like, dude, what are you doing? Why? Well, he's coming <laughs> off the NFL's only perfect game. So yeah. Well, and then the top three. I think any list you have to have these three guys. You could change the order, but it's got to be somehow Mahomes, Brady, Rogers. And you fix the era. Uh, you you change the order however you see fit. How, how do I, you see fit? What is your order? I put, I go Rogers third, Mahomes second, Brady number one. I have no problems with that. You're good with that. You said uh, Brady, Mahomes, and Rogers, right? Yep. One, two, I have three. no problem with that. You're good with that. Well, you got to put Aaron. Rod- I mean, you got to put. Uh, Tom Brady at Have the top to. because I mean, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> Unless you just rings. hate him. Unless you just hate him. It's uh, seven Super Bowl rings. Come on, man. It's like, more than I, every other franchise. Yeah, I I don't understand some of these arguments. No, it's well, no I mean, Vinatieri kicking. Yeah, it's a team game. Granted, good lord. <laughs> people just get weird, man. People just get weird, and it's hard for people to be unbiased. So. You know, Tom Brady is, is he has to be first on that list. And then Easily. you're right, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And then uh Aaron Rodgers. That's Rogers. it. That's that, yeah. Yeah, I I look at Mahomes. I have no and, the only problem I had was four and five. Yeah, that's it. You'd flip flop that order, but everything else you're good with. Yeah, now after tomorrow, you know, Matthew Stafford can move up <laughs> with a bullet. That's true. Yeah, it's a fluid situation over here. But uh yeah. I, what do you think of? Uh, I know you're picking the Rams to win the game, but I hate, the Rams could win just an ugly game. You could see that Rams defense. If you don't, yeah, they have, can get ugly. Yeah, yeah, they could win an ugly game. What do you expect from Stafford against that Tampa defense? Uh, I think they're going to force Matthew Stafford to to really throw the ball and open it up. And I think he can, he has the ability to. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford can sling the the football. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, there's no there's no secret why. The two most two 
uh, prolific receiving uh, seasons in terms of the triple crown catches, yards, and touchdowns have happened with Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. One being uh, Megatron and the other being Cooper Cup. There's yeah. a reason for that because that that man can sling the football. So I, I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to try to make him win the game and, and, and force some turnovers. That's, this could be a defensive grudge match, right? I hope so, though. I I, I, I love the gritty, dirty I, yeah, games. Hey, I'm good with that, too. I'm just thinking you got numerous offensive linemen that could be out. I'm, Andrew Whitworth is out. I, I'd be shocked if Tristan Wirfs can go and he looks like himself. He's been in a walking boot this week. Yeah, even if he can go, we we it just won't be the same. His mobility won't be yeah. where it's needed. Yeah. Not going against yeah. that defensive end. I mean, those defensive ends and those rush guys. Woof. Bro, both defenses, right? Yeah, you got man. offensive this, this linemen is, this is out. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this is going to be, be fun. Going to be a lot of fun. All right, we got to get to uh, the nightcap as well. Looking forward to that Bills-Chiefs game. Got a couple of notes on that. Also, this might be the big man's least favorite person to talk about. Possibly. We'll find out next. I'm Brian No, He's from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian No. He's from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Wow, so uh, (laughs) we're close to six minutes remaining in the second quarter, and the Niners just picked up the first first down of the game, and Jimmy G had his first completion, and it was just a beautiful sideline catch by uh, George Kittle right there. I I can't wait to see it. I know, I know. Sorry, spoiler alert right there. But Can't wait to see it. I think yeah. it's coming up right here. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful catch. I mean, Oh, that is a nice grab. Oh, it was beautiful. How nice about that, though? Grab. Yeah, that's, about six that's, minutes to go. That's the initial first down for the Niners in the game. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's and wild. The, right the, the even crazier thing is they're only down seven. Yeah, oh, they're right in this thing. They're in the game. Man, you put one drive together, it's a tie ball game. You know, so that's the good thing. Shout out to the San Francisco uh, 49ers defense. Yes, stepping up and and 
Because after that first drive, I was like, oh, this thing can get ugly. Oh, Green Bay yeah. took the opening kickoff and just drove it down the field. If they can get points out of this drive and go into halftime and come out and get the ball, this is a whole new game. Oh, yeah, that'd be monstrous. But, you know, baby steps right here as uh, the ground game they're trying to get. Uh, that jump started. And if they're able to, you know, maybe a little dual threat here with the Niners offense. They're in business, but got to get that running game going. And you would think it's just a matter of time, right? I can't imagine the Packers that were the third worst in terms of rushing yards per carry given up. And all of a sudden, they're just going to shut down the 49ers, one of the better running attacks. I don't think that's well, happening for four They're not, but they have 12 men out there on, on the field defensively. And the cold is, is the 12th ah, man. I like that. Because like that. that cold hits like it's an extra defender. Mm. I like That's that. That's a facts. good one, right? Extra defender, that Packers bitter cold. All right, Niners on the plus side of, the, of midfield, so we'll keep you updated. Now, this might be your least favorite NFL player to talk about. Antonio Brown. Ugh. He's got to be on the short list, right? But I just had to throw this out there. So the last time we had heard from A.B., he ran off the field against the Jets, remember, at MetLife Stadium. And afterward, he was like, talking about Tom Brady. He's like, oh, Tom Brady, you're my guy, right? You're my guy. So why is my contract so little? Why am I making so little money? It's like, because of the decisions you've made, A.B., right? But Yep. He was talking about Tom Brady, and he was also like, Tom Brady's my friend because I'm good at football. He was dogging Tom Brady, right? Now we get Antonio Brown. He was recently talking to TMZ, and A.B. had this to say. Have you, talk, have you talked to Tom? I have. You have? Yeah. What's he saying? I can't say it. But you guys are still that, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah, listen, listen. I love Tom. That's my guy. Don't get it twisted. Right. A lot of words were took out of substance. Tom is one of my true friends in the midst of adversity that was there for me. So don't get it twisted about now with Tom Brady, man. He's a GOAT, great player, great teammate. And don't let my distractions or what's going on with me take away from him. So you guys are still friends? Of course. All right. So they're boys now. Boys again. Do need help, man. <laughs> like it's every time he talks, it gets scarier and scarier. Now, just the fact that he needs help doesn't take away from him being an idiot. Mm-hmm. So let me just get that clear. Yeah. But there's obviously something off. And I, I, I mean, it's I, I hate wasting breath on him because mm-hmm. he's one of those guys who thrives off of that. He loves yeah. it. He needs it. Yeah. Um, but I by no means hold any value in anything he says or has ever said. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah, I the can fact see that why he went on. He went on a rant with Tom for uh, Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady was the only reason he was in, back in the NFL and yeah. on a team and won a Super Bowl. The single and only reason. That's it. It's not, I don't care what you say. If Tom Brady, because they asked Bruce Arians, did he want A.B.? And he said an emphatic, uh, no. No. No, thank you. Because Bruce Arians was with him in, in Pittsburgh. That's right. And he did not want those problems. Yeah. Tom Brady wanted A.B., even moved him into his home. 
Right. And AB's talking trash about Brady. Because he's a, um, he's a sociopath, man. Yeah. I'll tell you like, what, for man. for real. That's real talk. Yeah, he was on I Am Athlete podcast, and he was saying, my mental health is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Lies. Which I hope is the case. I hope that's, that's, that's not, It's not true. It doesn't mean it's not that true. it is a fact, right? It's there, not true. Yeah. The one because thing I'll very say few is, people's very few people's mental health is fine. Just the, right. number one. Well, yeah, yeah. The thing that I'll take out of this, and it'll be my last comment here because I know you don't you want to do a whole the life and times of A B here, which I get. I don't expect people to be perfect, but I expect you to own it when you're wrong. You know, don't dog Tom Brady after you make the decision to run off the field, and then come back and say a lot of my words. Were taken out of substance. He means taken out of context, right? Yeah, we we know he he meant taken out. But once you yeah. when when you're not clicking all the way upstairs, sometimes <laughs> words elude you. Yeah, but you know, like don't put it on us about what you said regarding Tom Brady. That's on you. Just own that. If you come out and you say, "Hey, look, man, I was a little emotional. I was wrong," and leave it at that, fine. But don't. Oh no, people took my words out of context. No, we didn't. You talk trash about Brady, and now you're walking it back, which is fine. Just don't say we screwed up your words. You screwed it up. He screwed his words up. He's always yeah. screwed his words up. Um, he has zero impulse control. Yeah. And By the way. A, that's a dangerous thing. It is. Let me switch it on you, and uh, I want to bring it back to, there was a comment you made earlier in the program. It's pretty interesting to me. So the Bulls were playing the Bucks last night. And Alex Caruso, he goes up for a bucket right at the rim. He's fouled hard by Grayson Allen. And Grayson Allen, he's been known to do this from time to time. Some of these cheap shot plays. He goes up. He clobbers Alex Caruso. Caruso falls like a ton of bricks, right? And Caruso ends up with a broken wrist. He's going to have surgery. He's out for six to eight weeks. It was a flagrant two. Grayson Allen got ejected immediately. And you think Grayson Allen should be suspended for that, I think he should be suspended. I think he should be suspended because um, there's a a, a book being kept on every player and their actions. And he has a history of inappropriate plays in basketball games dating back Mm -hmm. as far as high school. He did it in college, got suspended in college, got kicked out of games in college. And guys hated him. Mm-hmm. Not the type of hate where you want that hate on your team. No, they just hated him. Right? Like you see Pat Beverly and guys hate him, but they would love to, for Pat to be on their team. This isn't that. Grayson Allen is a danger to anyone playing basketball. He's a flat out danger. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's, there's no if ands or buts are, are getting around the situation. He's, he's a danger to anyone on the court with him, and you never know when he's going to strike. You never know when he's going to have one of those moments where he takes you out. And these are non basketball plays. That's the problem. Yeah. How about so Bulls head coach? I, yep. Billy Donovan. He came out and he was like, he could have ended Caruso's career doing something like that. Like, you can't clobber a dude in midair where he can't even brace his fall. He fell hard, dude. It's no wonder he broke his wrist. That was a 
potential shoulder I'm issue. I'm surprised somebody didn't come off the bench and break his jaw. Yeah. Like, for real. Point. I mean, it gets to that point because now every, everybody in the league knows that he's that type of dude. So when he does it, you know, it's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, you're, you're this is people's livelihoods. What is it like, where uh, <laughs> Eddie uh, – um, uh, on the Chappelle show, where it was Charlie Murphy was talking about a habitual line stepper, uh, a habitual line crosser. That's Rick yeah. James. That is Grayson Allen. That's Grayson Allen right there. Habitual. Yes, like over and over and over again. So yeah, it's you can't cost a dude six to eight weeks and and not have any type of suspension. That's crazy. The Bulls are in a race for first place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like it makes it even worse because Lonzo Ball's hurt, right? Like Lonzo's trying to get back from that knee injury. Now you're going to lose Caruso for six to eight weeks. That's a big loss. Big that's deal. Ju- right there. That's just bad for the game. Yeah. And the NBA got they have to do something. They have to do something about it. That is have bad to. for the game. Yeah, no doubt about that. You know who's good for the game? Great for the game? Mm. I would Speak say stupendous it. for the game as well. Speak on it. Do you want to take it from here? We'll do the 4 by 100 relay. I'm, I'm handing it off to you for the anchor leg right here. A, a, a guy who is the epitome of sportsmanship mm. across the board. This never is crossing guy, the line. Never. Sportsman of the Year award <laughs> every time. I mean, he's a guy is who's Mr. Sportsmanship, and that's one Stephen S. DeSake. Speaking of not crossing the line, Jimmy Garoppolo's just thrown Jimmy. an interception. They're not getting into the end zone before halftime. It is still oh. seven nothing Packers against the Niners. Under a minute to go till halftime. One thing to mention on Grayson Allen: it was multiple players in college that he tripped. You talk yeah. about a non-basketball play. Got kicked out of the summer league at one point as well. We have this from college football reporter Bruce Feldman of Fox that the new head coach at the University of Hawaii will be Timmy Chang, Chang, former record-setting quarterback there. He's been wide receivers coach at Colorado State. I hope they gave him more than a two-year deal, Steve. (laughs) June Jones, to say the least, did not like the offer he got yesterday and said no to it. Timmy Chang will be the new head coach at Hawaii, according to Bruce Feldman. Now let's update this first half, because first quarter and a half of this divisional playoff at Green Bay in 14-degree weather, the Packers absolutely dominated, and the lead was only 7-zip. Jimmy Garoppolo started 0-5 passing. The Niners as a team with one three and out after another, they had 13 plays for minus 10 yards and only down seven zip. Here they have a great drive and it winds up in absolutely nothing because Mm. the pass intended for George Kittle was intercepted inside the five yard line. So now Green Bay and San Francisco. Let's see. Green Bay has one timeout left. Correction. San Francisco defense just took a timeout. Green Bay has one timeout. Ball in their own end. See if they can run out the last 44 seconds of the first half. Up 7-0. Aaron Rodgers, 10 of 13 passing, 90 yards. On the very first drive of the night, Green Bay went 10 plays, 69 yards. It was five and a half minutes, their touchdown drive. 
almost the exact same numbers for San Francisco on this last drive, but it did not end in any points. Meanwhile, while the top-seeded Packers try to advance, the top seed in the AFC, Tennessee, is out, losing at home to Cincinnati 19-16 on a 52-yard field goal on the final play. Rookie Evan McPherson, 4-for-4 on field goals. Ryan Tannehill in defeat, one touchdown, three interceptions. Just three NBA games. Milwaukee has won again, beating Sacramento 133-127. to You mentioned guard Alex Caruso of the Bulls. He will have wrist surgery and miss six to eight weeks, injured by the flagrant from Grayson Allen of Milwaukee last night in college hoops. Number two, Auburn beat Kentucky 80-71. to Kansas won at Kansas State. Tennessee over LSU. TCU a winner at Iowa State. Green Bay with a third and three coming up. 40 seconds left in the first half. Packers seven, San Francisco nothing. Green Bay with the ball in its own end. Back to you. Mm, good stuff, Steve. I was hoping that you would keep going long enough to let us know what happened on this play because Ephraim would be okay with it as long as you said it. That's true. He would dislike it if I said it. <laughs> well, they're passing for the first down. And complete oh, at midfield, and there he goes. Oh, 75 open. yards. Oh, Packers are in field goal range under 30 oh. seconds to go in the first half. That's I can't even right be there. mad at that because I was brilliantly done. <laughs> See, I'm glad. The Thank running you, back, Aaron Jones, has six catches for 120 yards now in the first half. Whew. Man, the Niners just lost Aaron Jones out of the backfield. Just That happens consistently, big man. They're not ready to play today, man. Yeah, you start just – you get caught looking at the quarterback and lose sight of who you're supposed to be guarding, and Aaron Jones is just – and, and Aaron Rodgers will take advantage of you. Oh, if you lose day. track of anybody, Aaron Rodgers will take advantage of you. Wow, that's a that's a big miscue. Man, that's crazy I'm just watching because it now. the Packers initially they're just trying to get a first down and go to the half. And now with that big play, You're about to score man, a touchdown. Yeah, they're thinking trying to get six right here. Wow, that's a huge turnaround. And your boy Jimmy Garoppolo. My, oh, my. What They had a nice drive going, trying to get points, maybe tie the game. Uh, and Jimmy G rolls out to his right, tries to do his Mahomes impression. I can't Turns even out he's ar- not I Mahomes. Can't ar- I, I can't even argue for him. <laughs> yeah, you just, come on, man. It's 7 nothing. You've hardly gained any yards, had any offense. you got a golden opportunity, and he screws it up. I, I, can't, even, I can't even argue for him. Oh, man, we got a, we got a big play here, big man. I haven't seen it. Yeah, we're winding down here at the end of the first half. Packers out of timeouts. And it looks like Rodgers just going to clock it. He suffered. He took a sack. He fumbled. Packers got on it. They clock it. So they're going to look to go up 10-0 right here. But Nick Bosa, one of the Niners, putting heat on Aaron Rodgers right there. So uh, that's a big play. Big play right there as the Packers are trying to score another touchdown. So, hey, man. Ten nothing better than fourteen to nothing if you're the Niners. That's what looks like where uh, we're yeah. headed here. Yeah, it's a big deal. Big uh, deal. That, that's a huge deal, especially since you have uh, inept ability to to do anything offensively. Yeah, no doubt about that. So final seconds here. Uh, Niners take a timeout trying to ice Mason Crosby. Now let me throw this at you, big man, because Danny G is with us, our trusted producer, and he is a diehard Raiders fan. I just want to throw this out there. You know, my plan to fix the Raiders, if you will. You tell me if you have a beef with this or not. Rich Basaccia, he did a very good job. Admirable job. 
You know, you had the chaos with John Gruden there, the email surface. So he's out of a gig. Rich Bisaccia takes over. The Raiders go 7-5. and five. That's, that's good. But there's news this week that should the Raiders offer the head coaching job to Jim Harbaugh, he would take it. The Raiders would be out of their minds not to offer it to Jim Harbaugh and just to run it back with Rich Basaccia. If you look at Harbaugh in the NFL, the dude was 44-19-1 and and went to three straight NFC title games. And you're going to run it back with the interim head coach who went 7-5 and and was one and done in the playoffs? No, no you, you, if Jim Harbaugh is available, you... I tell you what, what what Jamal should be screaming, please take Jim Harbaugh, and that's uh, Derek Carr. Yeah, and Danny G. And Danny G. <laughs> By the way, the Niners blocked the kick. It's only 7 nothing at the half. Haven't seen that yet. But oh. uh, Danny G, what do you think about Jim Harbaugh being your, your new head coach? Are you Are you all for it? All for it. In fact, Steve Hartman was asking me about it on the show right before you guys, and I said I would love Jim Harbaugh to be the face of the franchise. If that didn't work out, I could see Basaccia getting the gig, but I would need a really strong OC on the sideline with him for play yeah. calling. Well, That's I, all reasonable. I think I, we know the Raiders are going to open up their wallet and pay a coach. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't extend the same courtesy to Jim Harbaugh that they did to uh, John Gruden with that ridiculously grossly overpaid contract of 10 years, $100 million right. guaranteed. And hey, look, Basaccia did a good job, but I think you've got to look a little bit closer at exactly what happened instead of he exceeded expectations, right? And sometimes we overreact when that's the case. We weren't expecting the Raiders, with all this chaos and dysfunction going on, for them to go 7-5 and five under an interim head coach and make it to the playoffs. And they did. So that's a credit to Basaccia. But when you're, thinking them, about making, right? yeah, when you're thinking about making him the permanent guy, I think you got to look a little bit closer. The Raiders got crushed by the Chiefs in two games under Basaccia. They got crushed by the Bengals. You look at the wins, one of their major wins, the four-game winning streak at the end of the season, was against the COVID-depleted Browns, and they sneak, they snuck that one out. They barely beat the Drew Locke Broncos. You know, like this stuff. Like When you look closer at 7-5, and five, that to me, that should not be your first choice to run it back with Rich. You offer it to Harbaugh. If he says no for some reason, then you think about offering it to Basaccia. Not before that. Yeah, you go hardball first. You got to go all in. That's a brand that you're trying to create, and that's the the energy they tried to create with getting uh, John Gruden. That failed miserably. So you got to go big. It's Vegas. Yeah. Right? You got to go big. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't tippy-toe through there, right? It's Vegas. You go all in. <laughs> you, don't, you don't limp in, right? You don't limp in with Jack Nine offsuit. You go all in. <laughs> with your pocket kings over there, you know? All right, we close it down in style. There might not be a better Super Bowl comparison than the one this guy just made. I'm Brian No, He's from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian No, He's he from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Seven to nothing. Packers lead the Niners at halftime in the NFL divisional round of the playoffs. Uh, by the way, here, before we get to Bills and Chiefs, a preview of that game, do you have any uh, anybody who could hook up my IG being unhacked? I don't know the right terminology over here, but my Instagram got hacked, big man. Do you know a live human being who is savvy about reclaiming? <laughs> no, you gotta go. You gotta go through <laughs> Facebook, man, or Meadow, whatever it's called now. Have, how's the process been going? Bad, bad. I, bro, I got nothing. I've got nothing for this whole thing. Whoever hacked it changed my username. Of so course, that's, what that's how says. they do like, it. Yeah, go in there and change your password. It's like, dude, there's no one, no going back in. I don't know what he changed it to. So I got nothing, man. Yeah, nothing. he's posting things like, hey, oh. call this person. I invested $2,000 in 30 minutes, got yep. $58,000. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> I was like, I know no don't have money like that in his account. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. Like, I'm like. That's the you know, funniest thing of this whole deal is my friends saying, yeah, the guy was posting about crypto and that just doesn't seem like something uh, you'd be posting not, about. It's not It's not right. It's not yeah. right. No. If it had been DraftKings, I would have been, you know, <laughs> replying to you. Like, dude, leave me alone with your DraftKings nonsense. Yeah. Bro, I got a great parlay investment for you here. <laughs> be like, yeah, that does sound like no. Yeah, not me. Okay, now I ran across something this week, big man. I wanted to throw it your way because you were very curious about the Christmas Day ratings, right? Remember the NFL and Gates of Fashion? They're like, oh, it's the NBA's day, huh? Yeah, how about we put an NFL doubleheader on Christmas Day? So the game between the Browns and Packers, that attracted 28.6 million viewers. And in the NBA, the the Nets-Lakers game, that was the the big-time draw right there, right? It peaked at five point eight million. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh man, not a shot. Mm, not not even close. And Adam Silver must have just been like, "Thanks, Goodell." Not Thanks, a NFL. shot. That's yeah. not. That is just embarrassing. Yeah, 
That's rough right there, no doubt. Okay, so we've been talking a lot about Rams and Bucks. How about the nightcap? Bills, Chiefs. And earlier in the regular season, of course, the Bills smacked around the Chiefs. What do you see happening in the playoff rematch tomorrow night? Well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes plays his best football in in, in the postseason. Uh, even in those big games where he's down, he has the ability to come back. Uh, the only exception is missing half an offensive line and just being just victimized right. yeah. in, in the Super Bowl. And I thought still played well considering. Still played well. But yeah. it, it's, you know, you just missing those guys up front hurts. So you can never count Patrick Mahomes out. You know, yeah. it, it's just not possible uh, because he is a, he's a wizard. With, and they're, they're just too talented offensively. By the way, how about this? The Chiefs, when Patrick Mahomes starts, including the playoffs, they are 57-15. and 15. That's pretty good. That is that's, that's that pretty, is good. pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know what's funny? Gracious. They were just showing uh, the reactions to the blocked field goal before halftime. And, of course, you're, you're going to see the, the Niners' sideline happy, the Packers' sideline upset about it. But the way they showed Matt LaFleur react, he's feeling the stress, man. You know, he knows they can't be one and done here and the offseason that was and why did you kick the field goal and not go for a touchdown. The way he reacted, it's almost like, not again! Like, don't tell me it's <laughs> happening again! It just seemed like that. It was written all over his face. Hey, this is very high stakes going on here on both side, both sidelines and, and, and both guys playing in the game. This is a big game for Jimmy G. He's not starting off the way it should be or he wants it to be in mm-hmm. the first half. He can come back and have a superior second half, and, and that'll be everything. Uh, it, it's just so much on the line right now in the playoffs, and that's why I love it. Yeah. Hey, uh, spoiler alert right here. You know, maybe plug your ears real fast, but we've got – Swirling snow to start off the second half. There it goes. There's some playoff weather right here. Well, it's about to get real ugly. You've been real uncomfortable for that, that 49er sideline. Yeah, and Debo Samuel, he hasn't gotten off just yet. Uh, pretty quiet first half. He had four carries for 13 yards, didn't have one catch, but he took the uh, second half kickoff back to midfield. They had, you don't see that many kickoff returns in the NFL anymore, but you got some swirling snow, and Debo makes his presence known. Great field position to start it off for the Niners here. Yeah, let's see if they can do something with it. You know, yeah. the, you know the, the big thing is, you know, it, it, you got 30 minutes to change yeah. the entire narrative and save your season. That's it. By the way, think about what's on the line for Jimmy G here. It's not just... You know, survive in advance, get to the NFC Championship game. All of that's obvious. But if they lose this game, and he's a big reason why, it's a slam dunk. He's out of there. Oh, yeah. Easy. That's easy. Yeah. And then what situation is he looking at for the next team? You know, how good is his supporting cast the next go around? So that's all on the table right here for Jimmy G. Yeah, everything's on the table. Um, Look, big-time players make big-time plays. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you want. You want your guys to come out the second half. You're down by seven. You played the worst football you can possibly play. You're only down seven. That's the silver lining. Mm-hmm. If we can get our stuff together, we can win this game. That's the message uh, that Kyle is telling his team. Mm-hmm. Period. 
It's yeah. going to be cold. It's going to be colder second half. Let's not focus on that. That to matter me of fact, the... everybody's stripped down. Nobody's wearing clothes <laughs> no. in the second. <laughs> <laughs> no sleeves. So no sleeve policy here in the second half. That's what I love about. That's the playoffs, how it was man. for our offensive linemen. You got actually fined if you put sleeves on. It's just the stakes are so high, right? Think if the Packers are one and done. It's at least possible. Is this the last game Aaron Rodgers is playing in Green yeah. Bay? Yeah, they, that's, a, that's a big possibility. Yeah, absolutely it is. All right, I'll so tell you, I'll tell you this. I, I want to send a shout-out to my family here in Atlanta. I came out here. We had a, a issue. Uh, my stepmother passed away. I want to say oh, send man. a shout-out. I know. I You know, I know. I want to send a shout-out to my dad, who's at home listening, and my sisters who came down, Jamila and Maisha and my niece and everybody, and, and my mom. We're all here in Atlanta together as a family, and I, I just want to send a shout-out to them and that I love them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love you guys, too, and I wanted to be here and be present for the show. Well, that's awesome. We appreciate you doing that always, especially with what you just explained. So, hey, man, thoughts and prayers for your family. Uh, thank no you. I appreciate that. that, man. Yeah. And before we get out of here, Andy Reid, Chiefs head coach, with a great Super Bowl comparison. Listen, listen to this thing. I like yeah. chocolate cake, and you eat a piece, uh, and then you have one dangled in front of your face, you're probably going to want to eat that, too. Not much is going to stop you. So, I mean, that's how... That's how you feel about the Super Bowl. I mean, that's, uh, that, that is the chocolate cake with the ultimate frosting. I mean, come on. Can you come up with a better comparison than that? It is chocolate cake. You just <laughs> want seconds over here. Love y'all. Hey, love you too, man. Enjoy the night. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.